It's been a long time. For some of us, it's been a question that's been on our heart to become Catholic for a while. And for those who wait, good things come. There was a speaker recently who gave a talk, and he waited at a talk in front of thousands and thousands of Christians of all different denominations. And he said, let's pray. Let's pray for the Holy Spirit to come. And he waited and told the people, shh, wait. And they began to kind of elbow each other, shoulder one another, and just kind of whisper. And he said, shh, 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 we have to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. So he prayed, and they spent over 10 minutes in silence. When we spend time in silence, and we pray for the Holy Spirit to come, the Holy Spirit comes and comes in that gentle whisper so we can know the truth. But in a world that seems inundated with noise, it's hard, it's difficult. And the Lord wants to give us just a simple prayer. It's a simple prayer, just come Holy Spirit. But I just want to try something. Um, I just was thinking about this this whole day. I'd like to try to pray, uh, come Holy Spirit, but in the Latin, which is veni sancte spiritus. But there is a form of prayer called taise prayer, or taise prayer, where you pray that. And I would just like us to try that because what's the rush? We have nowhere to go. People are scared to go outside. But wouldn't we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be aware of the Holy Spirit's presence before we take any other steps forward? Because if we're open to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will come. But calling upon the Holy Spirit, who reveals the presence of Jesus, and Jesus points us to the love of the Father. For those who are parents, you know that when you call your children and they finally come, there's like relief, right? So what I'd like to, us to do is just simply pray those words, Veni Sancte Spiritus, but to pray them and sing them and just really open our hearts for the Holy Spirit to come to this place. Because our church needs you, Carl. Jackie, our, our church needs you. Greg, our church needs you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We need people to witness to the beauty when there seems to be so much ugliness out there right now. So let's pray for the Holy Spirit to come, and I'll kind of start singing. And if you know this, you can just sing gently, but just pray with an open heart for the Holy Spirit to be here. Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus. Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus, Veni Sancte Spiritus, 
Veni Sancte Spiritus 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 In our gospel today, Jesus comes to the upper room. And that's that place of fear that you and I hide when we don't trust in Jesus. And the doors are locked, and we have to give Jesus permission to unlock the doors, to come into every place of fear in our lives so that we can be totally free For St. Paul says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come in, Lord Jesus. Come into our hearts. And when Jesus comes into our hearts, when he comes into our room, and we give him permission to come in, the first thing he wants to speak to us is the word peace, shalom, wholeness, Tranquility, harmony, be with you. But to know that the next thing he does, he shows them his wounds to say, this is what peace cost me for you. And then he says the words, peace be with you, once more. Just like you to imagine for a moment if you always lived in that place of peace. Where Jesus takes the chains off your heart and my heart around your feet and my feet and my hands and your hands and we were just free to love. And as he did for the apostles, he desires to do for all of us. He breathes the Holy Spirit upon them. And it's that same ruach that we hear from in the book of Genesis when there's chaos in the world and the Spirit comes through and creates something new and beautiful. And the Holy Spirit ultimately is here for the forgiveness of sins. We can forgive and be set free from revenge in our hearts from that spirit of unforgiveness Because reconciliation is what our world needs. Reconciliation is beautiful. And if there is any encouragement, I would just encourage you to live lives that are beautiful. Allow the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be your witness when you're at work, when someone says something inappropriate about someone else and you have the fruit of self-control. 
When someone is a taker, you're a giver, and you have the fruit of generosity. When someone is impious, is irreverent, you allow your own reverence to be a witness of the beauty of God because our world right now is just ugly. There's a lot of ugliness happening, and the Lord wants to breathe his spirit upon you. And all he asks is that you give him permission. And when the the, the apostles received the Holy Spirit, they were able to forgive. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot forgive. And he wants you to be free. And mercy is freedom. And mercy is beautiful. And the church needs you to be witnesses to those who do not know this mercy, do not know this Jesus, who are living in those upper rooms whose hearts are locked out of fear. The Lord wants us to not live there. He wants us now to live in faith, and he gives us his spirit, the gifts of his spirit, so that you and I can go out to all the ends of the earth. But it's important we'd be like St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She would say, first start with loving the person closest to you and allow those gifts, allow that beauty, transform them. Because right now our world doesn't seem to care about truth. Our world doesn't seem to care about goodness. But it sure does care a lot about beauty. And beauty transforms. So as we enter into this liturgy, as we enter into this, something's still here for you as a reminder. It's the light. This Paschal candle has been burning every day, but it's lit from that candle over there by the tabernacle. And it's to say, this is home for you now. And that light we lit, that fire we lit, it's been burning every day. We've transformed, transferred it from candle to candle to candle. When I say we, I mean Father Matt. And we've been transferring that every day. It's the same one that we had lit at the Easter Vigil when you were supposed to be brought into the church. And now, 50 days later, we've transferred that fire to this candle. And then we're going to give you candles and we're going to allow you to profess your faith for the first time ever, right before you become confirmed Catholic. And always remember that the Catholic Church is the universal church. It's not just St. Mary and Hyacinth, it's not St. John's. We are a universal church, and the world needs you to start with beauty. And if we can move forward and allow that peace, that harmony to transform, you guys will do amazing things. And through that transformation, you are going to be given new names today. Jude, Patrick, Joseph. Because anybody in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, when they encountered God, when they had an encounter with God, and they gave him control, they gave permission to him to say, you can take it all, I want your peace over the world's peace, their names changed. And there's a transformation. Because everything that we allow God to touch changes and is transformed into something beautiful. But the more that we hold on to it, and the, and the more we live in fear, God can't do much of that. And he just says, just trust me, and I'll make it beautiful. Give me control. And all we have to do is something simple. We just have to pray, come Holy Spirit. And then we just have to be patient and wait and let his spirit come. Because God is not a genie. He's not a magician. He's a father who sent his only son out of love for you 
to purchase you back, but he's going to give you his spirit. He wants to give you his spirit so you can go get more other, go get others and bring them in and allow the beauty of the transformation that the Lord's done in your heart to transform those who simply do not know him. They do not know that they are worthy of his love. They do not think that it's worth it. They do not know of this, about this beauty, be- this beautiful church, this beautiful faith. And then, eventually, you can transform it and talk to them about goodness and truth. But the re- repetition, the point of my homily is very simple. It's that the church needs you, and I just encourage you uh, just to be open and lead with beauty. When our world seems to be just so fixated on what is ugly, what is wrong, we can lead with beauty and allow the fruits of the Holy Spirit to be the beauty of your transformation and of your witness that Christ is indeed alive in you, that you are filled with the Holy Spirit and that you are aware of your sonship and daughtership as beloved sons and beloved daughters. Amen.